Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rhodes Church Online Experience. So glad to have you with us today. My name is Chad. My wife, Dawn, and I are the lead pastors here at the Rhodes Church. And our vision here is to connect people with Jesus from all roads of life. So no matter what road of life you're on this morning, we want to encourage you that Jesus is your hope. He is your courage. He is your strength. He is your support. Everything that we're looking for, he's the one. So we just want to connect you with him. So we want to welcome you. Whether you're a regular to the Rhodes Church or this is your first time tuning in to us, to our online experience, we're broadcasting this this morning, both at our 9 o'clock and 1045 time slots. But whenever you're watching it, some people watching it back later or on the rebroadcast on YouTube, we just want you to feel right at home and we want you to hear from Jesus this morning because I am convinced that he is the one that will make your life something you've never experienced before and our, our, it's our pleasure to point you to him. We've been talking about uh, this conversation. We've been on a series of talks called We Will Overcome. And on today, Palm Sunday, we w- I want to talk about what it takes to have an overcoming spirit. What it takes to have an overcoming spirit. Now here at the Rhodes, every time we open God's Word, we get excited because we expect that God has something to say to us. So even though we can't be together physically today, We can be together spiritually. We're not practicing social distancing. We may be practicing physical distancing, but we're together in spirit this morning. So we're going to get excited about what God has to say to us. So right where you are in your living room, get your Bibles out, get your phone out, follow along with us. And if you've got them today, I want you to get excited and let Jesus know about it. Open up your Bibles today to Numbers chapter 13. Woo! Numbers 13. Overcoming spirit, an overcoming spirit. I'm going to start reading in verse 27 today, and it says, Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in theirs. I want to pray. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to hear from you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into every home, every screen, wherever people are watching, wherever they're listening from, in their cars. God, I just ask for you to come and speak to us. Lord, I want to release words from heaven today, words of peace, words of strength, words, for, words of courage that bring comfort into our lives. So Lord, we just thank you for your presence, and I pray that you bring life to this word, bring clarity, bring understanding, that people will not remember me, but they will remember you. I love you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. 
Amen. Talking about an overcoming spirit in this passage, we find that 12 people went to spy out the land that God had prepared for them to possess. All leaders, all 12 were leaders representing the 12 tribes of Israel. All agreed that it was true what God said about the land. They, they all agreed that it was true as far as the land goes and the grapes. Notice what it says there that they brought back the fruit and the fruit was the grapes. They brought back these big grapes on a pole that they were carrying between two people. And the grapes represented the fruit or the produce, the life that God prepared for them to experience. It was what was available to them. So when they said, we, it's true what you said about the land, look, look at these grapes. So it's true what God said about the life that he has prepared for us. It's true what he wants us to experience. But 10 said, regardless of the fruit, nevertheless, the people are strong, cities are fortified, and there are giants in the land. In other words, we are facing giant opposition to what God has for us. It's true he has something for us, but there's giant opposition. So when faced with adversity and seemingly insurmountable odds, the 10 spies said, that we are not able to go up against these people. They're stronger than us. The cities are fortified, and these giants, we look like grasshoppers in their sight. And here's what I've found in my life, and I, I believe it's true in yours. Most people want to eat the grapes, which represents the life that Jesus has for them. Most people want the grapes that come with the life that God has prepared for us, but not everybody's ready to face the giants that oppose us. We all want the grapes, but nobody wants to face the giants. And we cannot have one without the other. We want the promises of God. We want the life of God. We want the experience of God with no problems, no adversity, no opposition. But I'm telling you, that's not what the kingdom of God is about. That's not the kind of believer or follower or Christian that Jesus is making. That's not the kind of disciple that he's raising up. He's not raising up people that are going to be good as long as there's no problems. He's raising up people that are going to be strong in the face of adversity and opposition. So now, when faced with the same adversity and the same seemingly insurmountable odds, what did Caleb say? He said, let's go up at once and take possession, for we're well able to overcome it. Now, he didn't try to deceive the people. He didn't say, you know, these people are not strong, they're weak. He didn't try and say that the cities are, are wide open and vulnerable. He didn't say any of that. He said, let's go up and take possession anyway. Have you ever noticed how two people can experience the same thing and come away with two totally different perspectives? You're like, they can see the same thing. Maybe, maybe they go to the same movie walk out of the exact same movie and get a totally different experience. Go to the same play, go to the same ball game, get a totally different experience. See the same play in a ball game. One says, oh, that was totally a charge. No, it wasn't. That was a block. They saw the same thing, but walked away with two different perspectives. This is what's happening here in Scripture. All 12 saw the same thing. Just because our circumstances are the same doesn't mean our perspectives are going to be the same. This is so vitally important. Some people see opposition while some people see opportunity. Some people see problems while some people see possibilities. Which one are you? Which one are we going to be? And I want to talk about an overcame, overcoming spirit today because Caleb saw the same thing everyone else saw, but he said something different from what everyone else said. How can 12 people see the same situation, same circumstances, but yet respond totally differently. 
How is that possible? Let's look. Go to Numbers chapter 14. I'm going to start reading there in verse 20. And it says, Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. Pay attention to this part. They, speaking of the ten, they certainly shall not see the land which I swore to their fathers. In other words, they shall not experience everything that I have provided for them. Nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. Now hold up, rejected me. If you would interview the ten spies immediately after this and said, hey, did you guys reject God? They said, oh, no, 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 we didn't reject God. We just didn't believe what he said. Here's what we need to understand. God views it the same way. That word reject means to look down on, to have little or no value for what one says or does. Here's what we need to understand going into this message today, to have an overcoming spirit. What these 10 spies didn't get, what the two, Caleb and, and Joshua, did get. God says when we reject what he says, it's the same as rejecting him. Because the word reject means to give little or no value to something. So here's the question. Which one are we going to value the most? What God says or what we see? What God says or what we see? The one we value the most, we will reject the other. When we value what we see, we will reject what God says. When we value what God says, we will reject what we see. This is what God is teaching us in this principle, how to have an overcoming spirit. So now, why did Caleb, look at verse 24, but my servant Caleb, but my servant Caleb, none of these who rejected me are going to see it, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. So why did Caleb experience what God had for him and not the others? Two things in this verse, two things I want you to see. Number one, God said he has a different spirit in him. Number two, he has followed me fully. That's what we're going to break down today. An overcoming spirit needs two things. needs a different spirit, and it needs to follow him fully. Let's look at the first one. What does it mean to have a different spirit in him? The word different means another of the same class of an object, but distinct within a class. So it's like, have you ever had this said about you? Like, hey, there's, there's or somebody else, like, well, there's something different about them. There's just something different about you. Or maybe somebody said to you, hey, or you ever heard maybe they've described someone and they're like, you know, so what do you know about that person? You've got, well, they're, they're, they're different. I mean, it was different is not always a compliment. <laughs> but in this case today, different is a compliment. Because if we want to have an overcoming spirit, we have to be willing to be different. Somebody say different. Type it in there in the comments. Say, I'm willing to be different. I'm willing to be different. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says this, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. The word different, according to Webster, means separate, not the same or unusual. To be different means to be unusual, not the same, to be separate. He says, come out and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord, says the Lord Almighty. A different spirit isn't afraid to be separate. It's not afraid to be unusual. It's not afraid to not be the same as everyone else. It's not afraid to go against the grain, to stand against social and cultural norms. A different spirit 
Look at your neighbor next to you and say, are you willing to be different? Are you willing to be different? It's a compliment. So God said Caleb had a different spirit in him. Not an avoiding spirit, mind you, not a denial spirit, but a different spirit or an overcoming spirit. Now here's what, I want you to write these down. A different spirit, an overcoming spirit in us causes three things to happen. This is what separates, I believe, us from a normal situation to an overcoming situation. A different spirit causes three things to happen. Number one, you see differently. Number two, you believe differently. And number three, you speak differently. You see differently, you believe differently, you speak differently. Now notice when God said it's a different spirit, a different spirit. So it's a spiritual difference. I want you to follow with me because this is so important in how God builds this. For the overcomer, for us to overcome in these times and the times ahead. Let me tell you, God's willing to build up sons and daughters that are willing and able to walk through some adversity. And if we're going to be willing and able to walk through some adversity, we're going to have to be equipped to do so. And he says, this is the kind of believer, this is the kind of Christian that I want you to be. I want you to have an overcoming spirit. Different spirit, different spirit, so there's a spiritual difference. So here's what, how it works. Number one, you see differently. You see through the spirit. See through the spirit. Number two, you believe differently. You believe in the spirit. And number three, you're going to speak differently. You speak from the spirit. You got those three. We're going to break them down, but I want to make sure you get them. You see through the Spirit, believe in the Spirit, you speak from the Spirit. We are to be spiritually different from the world. John 15 says that yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Don't be afraid to be different. You're going to be different from the world. The world wants everybody to be the same, wants us all to be cookie cutters, wants us all to talk the same. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to see something different. Don't be afraid to believe something different. Don't be afraid to speak something different. This is the overcoming spirit that God's called us to have in the world. But be ready. You're going to be different from the world. Jesus said, hey, the world hated me before it hated you. So be ready. So now let's break these down. Overcoming spirit sees differently. It sees through the spirit. Sees through the spirit. Now it doesn't mean that they uh, pretend to not see what is there in the natural, but they see something in the spirit that others don't see. Let me give you an example of a story in 2 Kings chapter 6. The Bible talks about the prophet Elisha and how the, uh, he was telling the king of Israel the battle plans for the king of Syria. And so everywhere the king of Syria would go, Israel would be prepared God was giving them to Elisha, and Elisha was given to the king. And the king of Syria got so mad that he called his inner circle in. He said, oh, who's, who's leaking information? How come Israel knows what's up everywhere I go? And all of his inner circle said, hey, it's not us, king. Nobody's leaking information. It's that, the king, that Elisha, the prophet, is telling the king of Israel what you say in your bedroom. So the king of Syria, Syria said, okay. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. So he sent horses and chariots, and the Bible says a great army, and it surrounds the city where Elisha was staying. And so now the next morning, his servant, Elisha's servant, goes out to get coffee and donuts. And as he steps out to get them, he looks and he sees around the city, surrounded are all these horses and chariots and this great army. And the servant looks up and goes, holy shnikes! And, and the, he starts to get afraid, and, and the prophet said, here's, what, here's the prophet's comforting words to him. He said, hey, don't be afraid. There are more with us than there are with them. 
Now, if the servant had to assume that Elisha just simply could not see what he was seeing, but the problem wasn't that Elisha couldn't see what he was seeing. The problem was that the servant couldn't see what Elisha was seeing. Because Elisha turns and he prays and he says, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Now, he could already see because he saw the army around him. But he said, open his eyes. What eyes could he be talking about? His spiritual eyes. Because he looked again, the same mountain with the same horses and chariots, army all around him. He saw horses and chariots of fire all surrounding the army of the enemy. Now, he saw them in the spirit. Were they there all along? Yes, but he could not see them until his spiritual eyes were open. It's like... When you look with night vision goggles or, or thermal vision goggles, like things that you could not see in the natural, all of a sudden you put those goggles on, oh, there they are, I can see them. It wasn't that they just showed up when you put the goggles on, they were there all the time. It's just now you can see them. That's why I'm talking about an overcoming spirit sees through the spiritual lens, that you can see things that other people can't see. You can see something that you can't see in the natural. This is what an overcoming spirit does. So this is what Caleb was able to do. He was able to see things that the others couldn't see. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. An overcoming spirit sees what everyone else sees in the natural but isn't afraid because they see something else bigger in the spirit. It's not that we don't see coronavirus. We see you, but we see something bigger than you. We see something stronger than you. We see something more powerful than you. So we're not trying to deny the existence of adversity in our life. We're not trying to pretend. We're saying, I see you, but do you see what I see? Do you see something bigger? Do you see God surrounding my problem? Do you see God surrounding my opposition? An overcoming spirit sees through the spirit. Put your spiritual goggles on today and see what God wants you to see. Overcoming spirit sees differently. Overcoming spirit number two believes differently. It believes in the spirit. An overcoming spirit believes what is said over what is seen. Overcoming spirit believes differently. It believes in the spirit. How many ever heard these sayings, uh, seeing is believing? You've had somebody say this, well, I have to see it to believe it. An overcoming spirit doesn't have to see it to believe it because they value what is said over what is seen. In Matthew chapter 8, there's a story of this centurion, Roman soldier, who had this servant that was at home and he was paralyzed and sick and tormented, the Bible says, and he comes to Jesus and he begs him. He says, Jesus, come and heal my servant. And Jesus said, yo, I, I'll do it. I will come and heal him. Jesus said, now, how many knows if Jesus says, I'm going to come to your house and heal your servant, I'd be pretty excited. So he says, I'll come heal him. But the, but the centurion said, no, no, no. Hey, Jesus, hold up, hold up, hold up. Dude, I haven't cleaned my house in ages. You know, it's a little messy. No, he said, I am not worthy for you to come in my house. But if you will speak the word only, my servant will be healed. So he said, you say the word, Jesus. That's all you got to do, say the word. You say the word, and I've got the answer. My servant will be healed. And Jesus was like, what? I have not heard of such great faith in all of Israel that you didn't need me to come touch him. 
That would have been awesome. We can't touch each other right now. But I'm just going to say the word to some people that need to be healed right now in Jesus' name. I say be healed by the stripes of Jesus. I can't touch you. I can't come to your house. It's not about me. It's about the power of God coming right through that screen. I say receive by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Say the word, the centurion said. Uh, Overcoming spirit believes in the spirit. They value what is said over what is done. The Bible says that from that very hour, his servant was healed. So say the word. An overcoming spirit is not swayed by what they see because they believe in what God said. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. But here's what I know. We cannot walk by faith if we do not know what God said. We, we know that we walk by faith but not by sight. But we need to understand we cannot walk by faith if we do not, do not know what God said. When we have no revelation of what God has said, we are left at the mercy of what we see. Come on, you got to hear me this morning, this morning or whenever you're watching him. When we do not have a revelation of what God has said, we are at the mercy of what we see, the circumstances around us. And God says an overcoming spirit doesn't deny what we see, but it believes something bigger, believes something more permanent, more eternal. So now how do we get faith? The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What God says, his word stirs up faith. And here's the problem I see. Here's a strategy of the enemy trying to get the, the world, the body of Christ, whoever, to think they can trust God, believe God, serve God without a relationship with his word. Let me clear up something and be crystal clear. Without this word, without revelation of what God has said, we cannot walk by faith because faith is not based on what I want. Faith is based on what he said. I can want something. I can beg for something. I can plead for something. But if I don't have a revelation of what God has said about my situation, what I see will dominate my emotions. God's telling us, listen, a spirit of an overcomer, an overcoming spirit believes differently. He believes what is said. This is a victory. Why do we need faith? 1 John 5, 4 says this, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. What is the victory that overcomes the world? It says our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. What God, our faith in what God has said. You want victory in your life? I want victory in my life. It comes from having a relationship, a revelation of what has God said about my situation. Put your faith in what he said. Say the word, the centurion said. All we got to do is say, Lord, speak the word only over my situation. I don't have to see it. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to have you come to my house. Just speak the word, and I believe what you say over what I feel. This is God's promise to us and how we speak and believe differently. Faith in what God has said is the evidence of the things that we cannot see. This is what an overcoming spirit believes differently. They believe in the spirit. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of the things that's hoped for. The evidence of the things we can't see. There's some things you can't see right now. You can't see your way out. You can't see how this is going to end. You can't see when it's going to end. You can't see what's going to happen with your job. You can't see how you're going to be able to provide. You can't see what's going to happen from a health standpoint. You can't see what's happening from a marriage standpoint. A lot of things we can't see, but we need evidence to believe in. And my evidence that I'm going to make it through, that I'm going to overcome, is not based on what I see. It's based on what I believe, and it's based on what he has said. And when we get a revelation of what God said, look out. 
what I see is going to change. Overcoming spirit believes differently. They believe in what God said more than what they see. Thirdly, overcoming spirit speaks differently. It talks differently. Remember when I said that uh, different, if you're wanting to be different, it means not the same. It means unusual. It means separate. Be careful when you say, I want to have a different spirit because you're going to see some things differently from other people. And when you see things differently from other people, not everybody's going to celebrate you. Not everybody's going to applaud you. After Caleb spoke from the correct vision of God, not everybody clapped for him. They're ready to stone him. So let me tell you, oh, Chad, I want to speak differently. I want to believe differently. Yeah, I, I, want, to, I want to see differently. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because the cultural norm, the societal norm, the pressure will be there. But look what he says. He said he speaks differently. He speaks differently. Here's what they do. They speak from the Spirit. They speak, oh, man, thank you, Lord. They speak from revelation, not on observation. They speak differently. An overcoming spirit speaks differently from everybody else. So you got to be ready. It's going to sound different because they're not going to speak from observation. They're going to speak from revelation. Their source of where they're speaking from. It's not based on what they see on the external. It's going to be based on something on the internal. Same thing God did. God did this for us. When he saw the darkness, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, he looked out and there was darkness over the face of the deep, and it was dark everywhere. And what did Jesus say? What did, what did the Lord speak? God was speaking. It says the whole trinity was there. God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And it says he spoke and said, let there be light. Where was the light? The light wasn't where his eyes were. The light was in him. Your Bible says God is light. He spoke from a place, not, oh, Jesus. He wasn't speaking based on observation. He was speaking based on revelation. This is what God is saying. you got to get something on the inside of you and speak from there. Talk from there. Speak from what God's put on your heart. Speak from what God's promised you. Speak from what God's put on the inside of you. This is your source, not reacting to what you see on the outside. Whew, God's got something bigger for you. Overcoming spirit speaks differently. Not based on observation, but based on revelation. What did Caleb say? He said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Caleb spoke from what he believed and not from what he saw. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. An overcoming spirit, a different spirit speaks from a place. They believe differently. They, they, they see differently, but they speak differently. They speak from what they believe, not according to what they see. And this is what Caleb said. Caleb's words were not a reaction. This is important. Caleb's words were not a reaction to a circumstance around him, but rather a reflection of the belief that is within him. An overcoming spirit speaks from revelation, not from observation. So now, be careful when you go to do this. When we start speaking from revelation and not from observation, when you say something, everyone around you will look with observation at your circumstances to judge and determine with, to see if what you're saying makes sense. Because they're going to judge your speech based on observation. Because it's not their revelation. 
Stop waiting for other <laughs> Stop waiting for other people's lack of revelation to confirm your revelation. Sometimes we're waiting on other people to say to validate what we're speaking. And maybe they don't see what you see. Maybe they don't believe what you believe. But whenever we speak from a place of revelation, everyone else is going to look and observe and say, "Well, that's not true. Look at your kids. Your kids still crazy." Your kid's still acting up. Your kid's still in rebellion. Look, your husband still doesn't love you. He still doesn't treat you right. Your wife still doesn't love you. It's, it's still not. You still don't have a job. What are you talking about? My God shall supply all my needs. Look around you. You still don't have a job. Hey, it's your revelation that you speak from. I'm not speaking from someone else's observation and waiting for them to say, is it okay for me to believe God that my kid's going to turn around? I'm speaking from what God has put in my heart. I wish I had a room full of people, but it's empty. But I'm telling you from your right there in your comments, just begin to give God a praise that you're speaking from observation or from revelation. You're speaking from what God has put on the inside of you. I'm telling you, we got to stop waiting for others to validate, put their stamp of approval on what God has put in your heart. We've got to get a word from God. The Bible says that you hide his word in your heart. And once you put his word in your heart and you begin to believe it, then now that becomes the source from where I speak. I look around and it doesn't look like much. It doesn't seem like much. It doesn't feel like it's changing. I don't hear like it's changing. But I'm not speaking based on what I observe. And I'm not waiting for people because I'm not afraid to be different. You can't be afraid to be different. You can't be afraid to say something that everyone else says. That's crazy talk. That's not real. That's not legitimate. Hey, you don't see what I see. I see an army of angels and chariots surrounding my problem, and my provision is surrounding my lack. What God is doing is greater than what the enemy is doing. You may see coronavirus, but I see Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, surrounding our region, surrounding our world. Glory to God. I'm going to run into a camera because I'm just telling God's wanting us to have an overcoming spirit. An overcoming spirit's going to speak differently. It's going to speak differently, not because it wants something to happen, but because something is alive. Speaking from a revelation, you need a revelation from God. God's wanting to pour revelation into your heart. Let me stay focused. Romans 4, when you speak differently, it's going to be rare. It's going to be uncommon. I'm telling you, when you start speaking from revelation, it's going to be unusual. People's going to call you stupid, crazy, call you in denial. I'm not denying that the coronavirus is real. I'm not denying that people have lost their lives, that people have lost their jobs. But I'm telling you, coronavirus's days are numbered. Here's what I'm saying to the church. I want to look directly at you. Listen, I'm not concerned whether the church is going to survive coronavirus. I'm saying coronavirus will not survive the church. The church of the living God is going to bring coronavirus down. The glory is going to come to God. God. God's going to be one that gets all the praise. I see a drop off like a cliff drop off where the coronavirus is going to meet a dead end because the glory of God's being released. I'm speaking from a place of revelation that my God is bigger. He's stronger. He's going to supply. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. You don't know how it's going to work out for you. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know where you're going to turn. But I'm saying there's an overcoming spirit on the inside of you. There's a different spirit available. But this is part, this part's important. So we know we got a different spirit. It's, it sees differently. It believes differently. And it speaks differently. But the last thing was vitally important. What was the next thing he said? Why did Caleb get to go in? He's got a different spirit and 
God says, because he fully followed me. Fully followed me. If you're following, that simply means you're not leading. An overcoming spirit is a following spirit. You're submitted to someone else's direction and guidance. You don't always know where you're going, but you keep following. An overcoming spirit is someone who's going to stay submitted to a leader. Sometimes in our life, the reason we don't overcome is because we don't follow fully what God says. We follow for a while, but then when we don't know where we're going and where we're going to end up, we start doing a little backseat driving. Have you ever experienced that? Like you, you're not sure that person knows where they're going. So you're like, ah, this is crazy. I know where I'm going. Maybe, maybe you're following your, your maps on your phone and, and you don't think your phone knows where you're going. So you, you take a detour, go a different way or something. But here's what God says. The Bible says that he is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. You know what a lamp to your feet is? That's a next step. The Bible, God's word, God in our life, if we're going to follow him, he's a lamp to our feet. One step at a time. He's not a high beam all the way up like I want. <laughs> I want him to show me the next five years. He says, I'm a lamp to your feet. In other words, trust me with your next step. Trust me with your next step. Trust me with your next step. Some of you just keep taking the next step. Keep moving forward. An overcoming spirit says, I'm just going to keep following him. I don't know where he's going. I don't know where I'm going to end up. And I don't even know how I'm going to get there. But I'm going to keep following him. I'm going to keep following him. I submit the reason we don't overcome. Sometimes the reason we don't have an overcoming spirit is because we don't have a following spirit. We want to lead. We want to be the boss. We want to run the show. We want to do it our way. How we want to do it, when we want to do it. I've been there. We've all been there. But I'm telling you, an overcoming spirit, if you want to truly possess everything that God has for you, you got to hear me this morning. You can, you can see through the Spirit. You can believe in the Spirit. You can speak from the Spirit. But if we don't follow Him fully, we will not experience what He has for us. It could be the most crucial of everything that I've said this morning. Are you following the leader? Who is your leader? Who you are following determines where you're going to go. If you're going to follow Jesus, he's going to bring you to life and life more abundantly. But if you follow yourself, good luck with that. Who knows where you're going to end up? Are we going to follow him? Do you have an overcoming life? Do you want an overcoming life? Here's what Matthew 16 says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him, notice this formula, number one, deny himself. Oh, Jesus. Maybe you need to say right now, God, I'm willing to deny myself. I'm willing to give up what I want. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to give up. I'm willing to surrender. Some of you right now listening to this, you know that it's your time. You know it's your day that you need to deny yourself. That means you just yield lordship over to Jesus. Second thing he says, take up your cross. Take up your cross. In other words, he's giving you a heads up. It's not going to be easy. I'm not giving you some milk toast gospel. They come on, serve Jesus. It's filled with blessings. Yes, it's filled with blessings, but those blessings come with giants. 
comes with giants we're going to have to overcome. It comes with giant opposition. But let me encourage you. Jesus said this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Will you follow him? Take up your cross and follow me. Notice what goes on to say. Take up his cross. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Too many times we're trying to find our life by trying to save our life. Will you lay your life down for Jesus? Will you give it to him and stop trying to be the boss? Stop trying to be the Lord of your life? You're a terrible Lord. I'm a terrible Lord. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. God knows the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I don't know what's going to happen this afternoon. I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but he knows. Follow the leader. Overcoming spirit. Let me summarize. Overcoming spirit sees differently. Sees through the spirit. I want you to see your life through a different lens today. Overcoming spirit sees things that others don't see. Overcoming spirit sees where God is moving when other people don't see that he's moving. An overcoming spirit believes differently, believes in the spirit, believes in what is said over what is seen. That's what you believe. The centurion said, speak the word only. Do you have a word from God that you put more faith in than what you see? You need to get it. Get a word from him. I believe the word of God. Overcoming spirit speaks from the spirit. Speaks from revelation, not from observation. What does God put in your heart? Don't be afraid of what you see when it doesn't happen in the time frame that you want it to happen. And don't be afraid of the timetable. Focus on what God has said and speak from that. It's not lying. It's not pretending you don't see this. I'm just speaking from a greater reality. God said, let there be light. He wasn't saying it's not dark. He was saying there's a greater truth on the inside of me than what I see. And we've got to release it. Number four, follow him fully. Follow him fully. Are you following him? You put, are you putting your trust in him? Folks, let me speak to you very very clearly in summary here that the days ahead, the days for our country, the days ahead for our walk with Christ. I told the staff, you know, when people have said things like, well, I'm just ready for things to get back to normal. Let me just declare to you, things are never going back to normal. They're never going back to normal. And I don't want them to go back to normal. This is a new day for the church. It's a new day for the church. It's a new time for the church to stop thinking about sermons and Sunday services. But I'm talking about a body of Christ worldwide, capital C Church, rising up in an overcoming spirit and saying, listen, we're going to be the body of Christ. We're going to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we're going to overcome because we're going to see differently. We're going to believe differently. We're going to speak differently. And we're going to follow fully. So we're not just looking for a cute sermon to get me through the week. But I'm looking for a lifestyle filled with an overcoming spirit that says, though there are giants in front of me, opposition all around me, I see something bigger around me. I see something stronger around me. And that is what God's wanting to speak into your heart. You are an overcomer. Why? He said Caleb had a different spirit in him. 
Your Bible says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.